Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever and whenever you happen to be watching us. The Great Wide World brought by, together by the Internet. Last week, guys do a podcast, are here with you today on a Sunday night. As we tape this show, again, it's going to drop on Tuesday, the rebroadcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, all your favorite podcast listening apps. I'm John Morgo. We're here in Leon Brown's kitchen with Daniel Bolton and Leon Brown. And we'll talk to them in a moment. First off, I think we'll um, let's talk about the Atlanta Hawks. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of course, the Atlanta the Atlanta Hawks. While they have won three in a row going into their six o'clock p.m. game with the Charlotte Hornets, pales in comparison to the absolute insanity going on in the NFL this weekend. Stop the insanity! As the three road teams have won in exactly the same manner. Last second field goals as time expires. Cincinnati, they knock, they knock off Tennessee. The Rams take down Tampa. And San Francisco remove Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay from the playoffs. Both number one seeds gone after, after well-deserved buys. The other number two seed gone as well. It's going to be L.A. and San Francisco. And whoever had that for your NFC title is making a lot of money on the Las Vegas books. That is for sure. Uh, Buffalo and Kansas City just kicked off. We'll be checking in on that game throughout the evening as we record and talk about everything else in the NFL. So uh, let's start things off. And I set up wrong, so I'm going to have to play around with the camera a little bit. But uh, Daniel, mm-hmm. what? Is we have never seen anything quite like this in uh, definitely as long as there has been an NFL divisional and NFL wildcard weekend. So here's how I want to start this thing off. Good evening, gentlemen. Uh, this has been a, a tremendous weekend for football, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to start off by saying this. You know, I, I love numbers, but only in two ways when we're talking about sports and when we're talking about money, okay? That's the only time that I can deal with math. I've always hated math coming up. So y'all going to watch these numbers that's going to come out of my mouth uh, when we start talking about this division around. Let's start with the first one, okay? The Titans and the Bengals. Of course, I had the Titans going to the Super Bowl. (laughs) So did Leon, right? We, We both had them in the Super Bowl. Numbers time. Joe Burrow is sacked nine times. Joe Burrow was drafted last year number one overall by the Cincinnati Bengals. And yet, Evan McPherson, who is a rookie kicker, by the way, (laughs) kicks four field goals, one to end the game, in, in just an astonishing and an unbelievable fashion. This Bengals team just don't know. They, they don't know what they're doing. Now they don't know how good they are. If they go to the Super Bowl, that's going to be scary because now they're going to figure out how good they are. <laughs> they're really good. They're young. They're fresh. And Zach Taylor, who was coming into this season on the hot seat, I mean, he was all but fired (laughs) if he got off to an 0-3 start. Wins the division and is one game away from the Super Bowl. He's awaiting the Kansas City Buffalo winner. Where are we going next to shock the world? Yes. As as far as we can go, right? For a field goal. Burrow threw for 348, but was sacked nine times. Yeah, that is unbelievable. Nine sacks proves you need an offensive line, but... Your defense does just enough to keep you in the ballgame. Another stat about that, that's only the second time a quarterback has been sacked that many times since 1966. Wow. That is insane Uh for that to happen, okay? Mm -hmm. Now let's go to the second game, which has been more intriguing as Buffalo just get on the scoreboard uh, on their opening drive with Devin Singletary to touchdown. The more intriguing story and storyline here is uh, the Green Bay-San Francisco game. Once again, the San Francisco 49ers 
find a way to give it to you and you don't want to accept it. Okay. <laughs> Second time since 2004 that a team has not won a divisional playoff game, that a team has won the divisional playoff game without scoring an offensive touchdown. Special teams gets credit for this game for San Francisco's grain. The block punt, block, the block field goal to end the first half, the block punt for a touchdown in the fourth quarter, and then Robbie Gold, who actually is 11 for 11, if I'm not mistaken, in, in field goals in the postseason in his career. He don't miss. <laughs> he, kicks, he kicks Aaron Rodgers, and probably he kicks the Green Bay Packers uh, into rebuild mode. <laughs> yes. Uh, because Devontae Adams is also a free agent. Want to talk about money? $44 million is, is the Green Bay Packers over the salary cap. Mm-hmm. 42 of those 43, $44 million has to do with Aaron Rodgers. Right. right. So, and Aaron Rodgers already came out and said, hey, uh, I'm, I'm not a part of a rebuilding process. No. We no, ain't rebuilding. No, I'm he not, ain't. I'm not going to be on a rebuilding team. Yeah, so if they're, if they're in rebuilding mode, he's out. He's gone. He's out. He's out. Either and retiring or going out as a free agent. I don't know if he would retire. I think he's got maybe one or two good years left in him. No, he. You've got Denver or Pittsburgh. Which Which one are you gonna? Which one are you gonna? Because I believe those are the two teams that are a quarterback away from actually being somewhere in the mix of, of possibly going to the Super Bowl, and Aaron Rodgers would be that guy. Okay. Um, and finally, uh, just when you, just when a team tries to give away a game. <laughs> Tries to give you a game. Well, the 49ers tried. Yeah. Los Angeles Los Angeles Rams had a gift wrapped. Had a gift wrapped. They sent it overnight. Yep. Uh, the problem is they wanted – the problem is you needed to sign for it, and Tampa wouldn't sign and for it. And Tampa didn't sign for it. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup for <laughs> it, that one. So yeah. they dumped it in those woods in Alabama along with a bunch of other FedEx packages. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And and just the – this one was an all-time classic, though. This – I mean, this one had to make it's twenty-seven to three, and and Brady and company. Uh oh, we've seen this story before, right? Right. He comes back, ties the game, but Stafford the cup. Mm-hmm. It's been the mantra all season long. And it was single coverage on that long pass to cup that set him up for the field goal. And what happened was they sent the slot blitzer, so that means there was no uh, double team over the top. Right. You had one-on-one coverage out in the outside, and kids, when you have one-on-one coverage, and Cooper Cup is the best receiver in football this season. He won the Triple Crown. Uh, what I mean by Triple Crown is receptions, uh, yards, yards, touchdowns. touchdowns. Yeah. He, he was number one in all three categories. You're going to have that. So, listen, three games all end on the last play, all end on, on the foot on one Evan McPherson, Robbie Gold, and now Matt Gay. Yes, and uh, – well, let's 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 go in it. First of all, the conditions in Green Bay were abysmal. Yeah, it was cold. It yeah. was snowing. Yeah. You knew offense was going to be at a premium. Yeah. So congratulations for the special teams on that one. Uh, again, Los Angeles Rams. They they coughed the ball up four times. Tampa Bay gets it back four times. Tampa Bay cannot convert. Nope. And also, with the with the play at the end with that <laughs> uh, taunting penalty. With not no the uh, the late hit. If that ball off the off the deflection, if that ball goes up, play still good. That's a first down. Tampa ball went down. It hit the ground hit before the ground, they hit, which the, means it was a dead ball. Dead ball. It was fourth down, so position to, uh, possession already turned. Yep. Then that's why LA gets it. it. So if the other, so you say football is a game of inches. In this case, football is a game of directions. Yep. Tampa would have gotten the 15 yards. They would have gotten the first down, and more <laughs> than likely, they would have punched. They would have punched it in in this in that point. Yep. Right. So, you know, so it, football really is it's just the way the ball bounces. It is. And, right. and that time it kind of bounced for the for the Rams against the Buccaneers. However, as Atlanta fans, we are happy that Tampa Bay is out of this. Yeah. Right. And face all right, Leon. Sounds like you want to jump in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just looking at the their San Francisco game, and you know, we see. You know, they're going to be, once again, the NFC Championship where, where San Francisco has made their home over the decades. 
Two but, out of the last three years, they've been in the NFC Championship. Absolutely. A lot of people are not realizing that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The 49ers have been there two out of the last three years. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, we're looking at, you know. They won it two years ago. Yeah. yeah. So, and we have a possible reuniting of the Chiefs and Frisco in a Super Bowl. Quite, it, yes. It's, it's not in Eston Stone yet, but it's on the horizon. It's mm-hmm. on the horizon. Yeah. If San Francisco can win three games on the road. Right. Correct. But I think the jury is still out on Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, be- potentially. potentially. I mean, even though they're, they're, um, up to John's point in reference to the abysmal conditions that were in Green Bay today or yesterday. Right, last you know, night. But when I look at 11 for 19 for 131 yards and six, averaging 6.9 yards per, you know, ooh. You're going to need a rushing game. You're going to yeah. need a rushing game. And, again, San Francisco – their defense held Aaron Rodgers, yeah. and that allowed the special teams to get the key plays. They, I think, they had a block punt and a block field goal. First time that's ever happened in the same game. Yeah. So they, so they were able to, they were able to capitalize on those very few miscues that Green Bay gave them. Yeah. And Green Bay couldn't punch it in. Yes, and I know the front office. They're looking at Jimmy Garoppolo right now, and they're giving him the, they're giving the eye contact and that pity pat. Those in the pity pack clap. Well, you won, so you kind of have to go with them. Right. You if they to. lose, if they lose to the Rams badly, then yeah, he's he's gone. And I think that I think they're looking for an excuse to go on with to go with Trey Lance. You're thinking the same thing I'm thinking, John. They're looking for an excuse, and all and the first bad game is that excuse that they're going to do and make the switch. That's what I'm thinking. Whether or not it'll come this week, I don't know, or next next week down at LA again. It's the third time. Uh, actually, this is the Rams beat the Buccaneers uh, in Week Three, yeah. so the Buccaneers two and zero against zero and two against the Rams. So they they kind of they kind of know the question. The question we have to ask ourselves though is: This the game that sends Tom Brady into retirement? Uh, no, I think he'd actually. I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. If you had if he would have had a if he would have had, had eleven for nineteen, averaging six point nine yards per, um, per per attempt, yeah. But he actually spearheaded a potential historical comeback mm-hmm. at age 49. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this, 44, folks. Right, 44. Yeah, He's not that old. Right. Yeah, well, Patrick, Patrick yeah. Mahomes just has a, mind, a Did he t- serious game. Yeah, that he mi- looks different, doesn't he? Yeah. He, he, he doesn't look like he's, he's – Playing around right now? No, at all. He's he's looking to get like to that he's Super focused, Bowl. and this is a scary guy when he's focused. Absolutely. Now the Chiefs are within; they're inside the red zone. Uh, let's see. We have. Oh yeah, that's what you want to see out your quarterback right there. We're not trying to put his body at risk. We're not trying to put the the season line, the safe so, slide. Let's go back to this to Garoppolo here because this is interesting. That's that's coming up. You know, if you recall. Back in, I believe it was 2009, was it, maybe? Um, this is when we had the first two black quarterbacks. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, qu- uh, black head coaches uh, coaching in the Super Bowl. And Lovey Smith had the Chicago Bears, who was ridden by Devin Hester's returns for touchdowns and the Bears' defensive scores. Right. The starting quarterback, does anybody remember who the starting quarterback was? Yeah, uh, forgot his name. <laughs> <laughs> well, for, for exactly. The, for the Bears? Yes. For the Bears. For 2009. The Bears. Uh, I think it was 2009. That was the year they went to the Super Bowl. <laughs> we, 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 we remember I'm gonna say Tim T- I'm going to say but, Tim Tebow. But we forgot his name. <laughs> close. <laughs> Very close. It was Rex Grossman. There okay. So, really, really close. <laughs> yeah, right school. Really, yeah, right. <laughs> and... At, they were sitting at like 12 and 1, 13 and 1, and people were calling for their head, for his head. They were calling for him to be benched. So it yeah. was like, how do you, how are we going to explain that this guy who's 12 and 1, 13 and 1, that you're being benched for your defense? Because <laughs> that's what it was, basically. Yes. He was being benched for his defense and his special team. Yes. And, and that's what it looked like here for Garoppolo because, listen, the 49ers have not played well in this postseason. At all. No. They went up against a Dallas team that just came in the playoffs and brought whatever they had in the regular season into the playoffs. 
unlike the Bengals or unlike the 49ers, who, and, and by the way, the, the Niners backed their way into the playoffs. Remember, they came back from 17 down and beat the Rams. Yep. Right? Yep. To get in. Mm-hmm. And then and the Rams, the Rams are saying, "Okay, we got you in here. Now we're going to knock you out. Now we're going to knock you out of here." <laughs> well, but that's good because now the Niner, now the Niners aren't scared of the Rams. Right. See, in reference to the Cowboys, it's safe to say that the NFC East is the ACC of the NFL. If that makes sense. Well, because you know, I'm looking at their lack of competition. Okay. Kind of doomed them. When they face some real legitimate competition in the playoffs, yeah, because you're gonna like, well, Philadelphia is coming. I, they haven't turned the corner, but they're coming. But you still got the Redskins and the Giants. That's four wins right there. You know, you beat the Eagles twice. That's six wins. You only need to win three more to get in. That's kind of what the Cowboys happen. But again, what happened in that one is is Dak for the Cowboys. Dak Prescott basically. I don't know what he did. He just forgot legitimate football. <laughs> First I, off, why would you why would you run the ball with no timeouts left? I don't care who called the play. You should out the ball out of that. Like, yeah. no, nah, I'm, yeah, I'm not doing that. Out of that play, that, yeah. yeah, that didn't make no sense to me. God. we were sitting there watching it at the end of the show. It, <laughs> it, 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 and, folks, if you really want to see how we react to some of the stuff that we see at the end of the show, you probably will. But we, we, we go off air. We go off script. We go off everything. Yes. <laughs> and we just start. We, and, and it was funny because that game was at the end of the game. When the end, when we yeah, we, the we end ended. Show. And we're all like, what we're the hell? We're just sitting there. And remember, we did a remote show. So we're all at our, our homes or whatnot. So I can't see anybody's reaction to this. But I can tell you, mine was like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> you have no timeouts. You don't run the football under 30 seconds with no timeouts. I don't care who you are and what you do. Especially in the playoffs. Especially after 10 seconds. And you don't run to the sidelines to get out of bounds. You don't do, yes. you don't do anything. And then you're like, okay, I'm just going to spike the ball before everybody's even set. Because the official, that's the thing we didn't know. The official has got to touch the ball, to, touch the ball. to set it before it can be ready to be, to be, uh, to be hiked. And this is not college because on first down, the clock does not stop. Right. Okay, on first down. No, this so, thing keeps running. We're so we, d- we didn't know what Dak was doing. Ow. Uh, apparently a pylon cam just got sent to an early grave. Um, yeah, we didn't know what he was doing. Nobody knew what he was doing. Nobody knew what he was doing. <laughs> I mean, and I don't think Dak even really gave us a good explanation for it. Did no, he didn't. So, so I mean, if I'm if I'm Cowboy fan, if I'm Jerry Jones, I looking at that and I'm saying, okay, I cannot explain. I mean, that's a game they should have won, and just it, they just let it go by. I don't, you know, no one understands what the heck the Cowboys. We're thinking, and it'll be interesting to see what that does to their offseason. I mean, somebody's got to pay the price for that. Jerry Jones gave him $75 million guaranteed, so Dak's job is safe. You got you got to – you know, it's interesting because you know who's really should, be, should really be pe- just, just ticked off at the outcome of that game? Besides you? No. <laughs> the Cowboys defense. Besides Skip Bayless, yes. They the the yeah. defense, the Cowboys defense Sorry, pretty much almost pissed the shutout. They almost pissed the shutout in the second half. They did what they were paid to do. Mm-hmm. The offense couldn't get anything going. No. And it's like, man, you guys got all these big names from the C D Lambs. You got Amari Cooper. You got Dak Prescott. You got Ezekiel Elliott, and y'all can't move the football. <laughs> Well, and the Ezekiel Elliott thing, Leon, is is really uh, just an ode to what's been going on with this team this year. They have not been able to move the football like that on the run with the run game. They've struggled with, in that department in that area. Ezekiel Elliott is just not the same Ezekiel Elliott from three, four years ago. Right, and it's and it's really bad. You yeah, know? he is. He has just disappeared on them. Yeah, he's just getting blown off the face of the earth, and we don't and just don't know what's going on to where 
it, you remember it used to be a time when they ran the ball more than they passed the ball. Nobody Absolutely. could beat them. Yeah. But now they're catching themselves having to pass the ball 40, 50 times a game. And your offense becomes predictable. Exactly. And remember, they don't have the same offense, uh, offensive line anymore, really. Travis Frederick has retired, who was probably their best offensive lineman. Zach Martin's clearly not the same Zach Martin. Um, what's my other man's name? His name just fell right out of my head. Um, but he's on the line, and, and he gets hurt every chance he gets. I'm going to come up with his name in just a minute. His name just came completely out of my mind. Mm. Well, either way, that's a great answer, Daniel, because that means that if their offensive line is hurt and they don't have the same offensive line, which they're not able to open up those holes that Ezekiel Elliott can attack that really pretty much gave Ezekiel Elliott his name in the NFL, Correct. that kind of explains a lot why Ezekiel Elliott – has been rendered to Tyron Smith is Tyron Smith. Okay. Tyron Smith, who's I think he's missed what twenty games in the last two years Boy. because of injury. Tyron Smith just can't stay healthy. All right, you know, so that line has been depleted, and now they have to. It, you know, you have to. You, you hate to use the word rebuild <coughs> in any in any sport, and with any organization, but they got to rebuild that line now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, do you believe that's a credible excuse? on why Ezekiel Elliott has not been able to perform? No. No. Because there was once a man by the name of Barry Sanders who did not have a team around him but could (laughs) still rush for 1,800 yards and 20-something touchdowns. No. And and I get it. It was 1990-whatever. 1992. Yeah. 91-92. 91-92, right? So we talking 30 years ago. However – the NFL is the same then as it is now. Yeah. You still have to block. Yeah. You still have to run the football. You still have to have a running back to run the football. It's still simple. They still hand it off the same way, <laughs> right? And you need to block. You need to get your quarterback time. Exactly. And with the running back, you got to give him some lanes to go through. Or else your quarterback's going to wind up on, wind up on his backside. Right. Like Joe Burrow, nine times, but still got the W. Yeah. I mean, it's just a matter of, it's, like I said, just a matter of doing enough to win, taking advantage of whatever, if, and if the opposing team makes a mistake, you capitalize on it. Make them pay for it. And the Niners did that excellently. And speaking of um, Cincinnati, I've seen some interesting numbers that, um, well, between the Cincinnati game and, um, and the Tennessee game, mm-hmm. I, you know, T. T. Higgins and you know Jamar Chase, they have excellent games. Especially Jamar Jamar Chase is being a proven home run hitter and just a rookie. He, he, I mean, this man, he went off. It's a difference between you know having a one game, a a one off, which you have like a huge game. But this young man in his first ever playoff game puts up five for a hundred and nine, and makes a big play at the end to to uh, set up the field goal. Exactly. You can't that, – that, that's, that's legit. He, he's going to be one of the great ones. In my opinion, he reminds me of the wide receiver version of Kevin Durant, where you just see the star power in him. Well, I mean, yeah, Cincinnati's got – they got that combination. Don't forget – and don't forget Joe, uh, Joe Mixon, the running back. Joe Mixon. Don't forget him. Yep. They got a good young running back, good young wide receiver, and a good yep. young quarterback. Those are the three things you need. And if you can just get a line to build around, mm-hmm. make sure Burrow stays upright and healthy, because that's another yep. thing you got to concern yourself with, because he, he missed the majority of his freshman year with an ACL, with tear. ACL tear. So you got to keep him healthy, and that goes on the line. So if I'm Cincinnati, and you know if, I, if I'm looking ahead of the draft, I'm going line. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. I'm, I'm going offensive line. I'm getting the best offensive lineman available. If you can get that left tackle, I'm not sure how, how much they're hurting that left tackle. Yeah. But if you can get that left tackle, you'll go and get him. And, and you know, you speak of that game yesterday, man. It, there were so many great defensive plays made in that game. And for Tannehill, and what really set it up was the deflection and the interception. Mm-hmm. Tannehill threw three interceptions. And, I'm, and I can guarantee you, I think all three of them, were deflected <laughs> at some point in time. It was great plays made by both secondaries, but at the end, Tannehill makes the mistake at the end, mm-hmm. you know? And it didn't matter if Derrick Henry came back or not. It, it was going to be an ugly defensive battle between two very good teams. And Henry was just kind of an afterthought. I don't think he yeah, would really – Yeah. He really he didn't do much. He, he, 
to your point, John, 20 for 62. Yeah. yeah. Three, averaging three-point yards per carry. We're talking about a man who this year averages 4.3 yards per carry, which is, point, which is you know, the league the league minimum is, is, a four, is 4.0. He averages mm-hmm. 4.3. I believe we, we're, we're looking for Derrick Henry to average um, at least six yards per carry, but he was hurt. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know if he came back too soon or if they rushed him back. I don't know. I don't either. But he, he didn't have those reps. I mean, he, he, you can have – it's like, okay – if you're if you're on the basketball court and you're and you're standing stationary shooting the same, the same jumper all day, that's great. And you're making them, that's great. But to play that at game speed with an actual defender on you is a whole another ball game. And to play and to come off like Derrick Henry, had, who has had a, a significant time off, mm-hmm. to come back during the playoffs at playoff speed with all that emotional, with with all that on your emotions. Correct. And for him to kind of lay and he kind of laid a proverbial egg. Yeah, he did. Yeah, you know they def they definitely needed him. He did not show up. I don't know if it would made of any made any difference. Certainly would have made Tennessee more than one dimensional. Yeah, they, they it, fed him the ball. He got twenty carries. Yeah, but he couldn't do anything with it. Right. So, so you know, if I'm de- again, Derrick Henry, get healthier in the off season. Yeah, that's yeah. what you have to do. Make sure you're one hundred percent coming into twenty twenty two. Question, guys. So if you're Tennessee, you know I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to ask you guys about your former guy, you know, <laughs> do they bring him back? Do they bring Julio back? Yeah. I say no. Yeah, Julio Jones has really just been a – he's just been the other guy. And he did six for 62. He did six for 62, but that's because <laughs> they actually needed somebody <laughs> – because A.J. Brown really was a non-factor, too. He did score the touchdown. He made, he made a great play, by the way. Yeah, he, did, he did five for 142. He did five for 142. With a quiet but 142. They had, but it was a quiet 142. And they needed somebody other than A.J. Brown to get it done. And who are you going to go to? You're going to go to Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. Who had six balls for 62, like you mentioned, Leon. I mean, listen, you're not going to get – the Julio Jones from five years ago. Yeah, Julio Jones from five years ago is gone. His best days are behind him. And you hate to say that, man. And the thing is, you know, do you want to tr- – you always want to trade a guy too early as opposed to too late. And I think the Falcons got it, traded him right when they needed to. Yes. Julio didn't help his situation by pouting. No. That kind of hastened his exit. But I think the Falcons got rid of him right when they needed to. What they didn't count on is Calvin Ridley having a ha- – not having the mental acuity to handle, un- being unable to handle being a number one receiver. Yeah, and it just it just messes everything up. Yeah, for Julio, because I mean, think about it like this: he missed time this year. Yeah, Julio only played in about seven or eight games this year. And the bad thing about it, they miss, he missed time, and they were still in the playoffs. Yeah, they were still the number one they, seed. Yeah, they got a number one seed. Yeah, they, yeah. They, the, they almost had the well. They well, I think it was between them and Green Bay. But this is why, this is what doesn't shock me about any kind of thing that has happened in the NFL this year. is is simple. The best team in the league had five losses, mm-hmm. and that's a fact. So, when was the last time we've seen that? Normally, we see we see a, a three loss team, a two loss team, a one loss team. Of course, we've only seen uh, the unbeaten teams twice, which right. is New England of 07 and the 72 Dolphins. But I ain't seen the 72 Dolphins. There's so. always that one or two teams that are just head and shoulders above everybody. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But not this case. This year was completely blue collar. It, it was It was parody. Everybody was and getting up on the Roger other. Goodell just loves and That's what the NFL wants. They want parody. I saw this picture on Facebook and I, and I don't think I saved it to my phone, but usually I do. Um, but there was a picture of a circle, and each team was on that circle. Each team beat each other. Right, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't see. I I tell you what, I saw. I didn't see it in regards to the NFL. I saw it in regards to the SEC. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, it had to do a little, a little bend because of Vanderbilt. They had a fi- <laughs> and they went zero and eight in the conference. conference. So yeah. it had to go Vanderbilt beat Colorado State, blah blah blah, blah beat yeah, somebody. Yeah. It had to come. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. so it was kind of a little bend kind of like in that. Heart shape. Thing. Yeah, a little a little bit of a bend almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but with the NFL, it was a pure circle. Okay. So 
the Falcons beat the Giants, who beat somebody, who then beat somebody, who then beat somebody, who then beat somebody. And then it comes all the way around to you start with the Atlanta Falcons and that last team who beat the Falcons. It it was I had never seen anything like it before in my life. Maybe that's something that has happened before, but this season to see it just kind of like going folk. Man, listen, I'm not shocked that the 49ers won. I'm not shocked that the Bengals won. No. I'm not shocked that the Rams won. No. Because these teams are talented teams, especially the Rams. I, I said it. I, I picked the Rams last week that yeah. I was going to win this game. Yep. So I'm, I'm not stunned because I, I, I have the Rams winning the Super Bowl. So I'm not stunned about what they were able to do. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a great one next week, though. Oh, 49ers yeah. Rams round three. And we was here uh, For taping our podcast, doing, doing our podcast when we saw that overtime win. Yes. So, about uh, the 49ers. Yeah, so, last week of the season. Is it safe to V and V, Matthew Stafford? Yeah, well, I tell you what, Matthew Stafford certainly raised his profile a, li- a, a little bit with that with this game. He certainly, I mean, yeah, he got, he's, well, let's get him to the Super Bowl first. Let's get him to the Super Bowl. Because, again, he was languishing in obscurity for just bad Detroit teams. For a decade. Yes. Detroit, you know, we talk about we talk about three franchises, or I guess four franchises, with just the history of mediocrity, not being able to do anything. You know, Detroit, both New York's, Jacksonville. I would include Houston, but give Houston a couple more seasons before we let them get, in, get into that one and see if they can't change things around teams that have been historically bad and just been unable to change change their fortunes detroit is probably number one in that list and now we see that hey matthew stafford's actually a pretty decent quarterback you just got him in a situation where he can succeed you've actually built around him uh he's got a young guy in cooper cup sure he had uh he had calvin johnson he had megatron for a long time still couldn't do anything with it but hey on detroit's for detroit's end he's got von miller and aaron donald pressuring the quarterback that's something he never had in detroit and and did they get the tom brady today Man, I mean, and Von Miller. Who Von Miller with a strip helped. sack in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, and Von Miller is is now healthy because remember when he got traded from Denver, which he didn't expect to happen. No. Uh, he wanted. To, he thought he was going to be a lifer out there in Denver. And, you know, they traded him. He was happy, though, you know, because he went to a contending team, a team that he knew he could help with that pass rush and, and, and kind of – help ease off the double team that Aaron Donald demands. Mm-hmm. So when you say that and you put it in that perspective, right, it's, it's just it's just tough. It's tough to stop that. And you've got Leonard Floyd on there, and you've got all these guys up there who can just make outstanding plays or whatnot. And Von Miller's still showing us that he can still, when he wants to be a premier pass rusher, he can still be that guy. Mm-hmm. You still fear him. And not to mention Brady was missing two offensive linemen, two important ones, uh, Jensen, the center, and Tristan Wirfs, who was his best, probably his best offensive lineman, the young guy, the, uh, the young man, the second-year player, who was a pro bowler this year. He's out with an, he was out with an ankle injury. You miss him. It's, it's, tough to, it's, it's just tough to overwhelm that, to overcome that. And Rams win. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. And though there are no moral victories mm-hmm. in football or, you know, life, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> life to you know, loss. To loss. But if you're going to lose, that's the way you lose. Okay? If you if you you you're down you're down 20 to 3. Mm-hmm. Okay? And for the Buccaneers to come back roaring to the point where the Rams had to grow a couple gray hairs to get out of that game. That if you're going to go out, that's how you're going to go out. You want to go down fighting, mm-hmm. clawing. I mean, for real. You, I mean, you, you want to be at the point where that team does not want to see what was so glad. That, I mean, you, I guarantee you that Matthew Stafford had a whole six-pack after that game. <laughs> <laughs> for real. I mean, my we goodness! We talking about sit-ups. We talking about yes, <laughs> exactly. We're talking about champagne in the in the locker room, but hey, probably I would here. say, you know, I would, I would, if I'm if I'm Sean McVay, I would temper that. I would temper that very much because that's not the end of the road 
that's just another step. You still got two more games left to play. Oh, hopefully, man. you want you don't want them to peak now. You want them to peak either this week or especially the the week after. That's when you want to peak. You want to make sure you peak. well actually since you got that week off, you want them to peak next week. Yeah. Yep. Peak next week, beat the Niners, take a break, and then look at the Super Bowl and see who you're getting. Yeah, I, and if I'm McVay, I'm happy because I know I'm not getting Tom Brady. Right, because he left a couple. They left with a couple bite marks on his butt. Yes. After that game, he wouldn't get out of there quietly. They're not going quietly. Exactly. So you know, that's if I say if you're going to if you're going to go out, that's how you go out. You 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 leave some bite marks, some chunks out the enemy's leg, everything. They're going to remember that. Yes. So, do we think that Tom Brady's going to come back? Who? Or I'll play this. Well, we who, asked who that. Or likely, I got one for you. Who's more than likely to come to come back to their old team? Mm-hmm. Tom Brady returns back to the Buccaneers. Aaron Rodgers comes back to the Packers. This is an easy one. The answer is Tom Brady come back to the Buccaneers. Oh wow! Yes. But Tom Brady is like Aaron Rodgers will not be back in a Green Bay Packers uniform. He might not even be back in the NFL. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers had so much. Whatever goodwill Aaron Rodgers had, he went through like a Kardashian at uh, like a Car- like a Kardashian at uh, Gucci. <laughs> I mean, he just completely went through whatever goodwill he had, and he completely wasted it on things. Well, basically, he stuck his he stuck his foot in the culture wars. And he's and he's getting it from a lot of different sides. And again, he's not. He doesn't want to be a part of a rebuilding mode. Right. That's the thing. Early. That's the thing. To, and that's what we said earlier. the The main thing that I saw was Devontae Adams is a free agent. Uh huh. His number one guy, one of the best receivers in football, if not the best receiver in football, could be on the block. Could possibly be following his quarterback somewhere. <laughs> well, I, well, if that's the case, I think. He, well, y- you might want to reverse that because mm-hmm. if Adams goes, it certainly raises Rodgers' chances to go. Well, I think for me, I think with Aaron Rodgers, I think his mind is made up already. Yeah, I, I personally think that he's already out of the door. He's been out of the door since Jordan Love was tra- was drafted. Yes, yes, twenty first overall. Yes, so I, I think that for him and just. Just, him in the front office just don't get along. No. They're, they're not getting along, and then they see that this contract situation and this uh, the salary cap information and, and situation is right now got Aaron Rodgers written all over it. Yes. The right? only way the Packers can get better is if they restructure Aaron Rodgers' contract, and he is not going to be in the mood to help them. Exactly. If I'm Mike Tomlin right now, I'm like, hey, Aaron, uh, black and yellow looks a lot better than green and yellow. He's the first name. That, yeah. I mean, that's the first <laughs> team and the first name that comes up. Denver as well. But yeah, Pittsburgh, I mean, man, he's, Pittsburgh. He's like, it's man. The Steelers. Mike Thompson, man. Pittsburgh Aaron, is kind of like Green Bay, only not as cold. That's what yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> he's looking at it, He's like, hey, man, you want to be part of a winning tradition? Because mm-hmm. I think that, um, that, that Pittsburgh has just – as much as a winning tradition, if not more, than Green Bay does. And Green Bay has been the model of consistency when it comes to winning. They have a lot more Super Bowls than Green Bay. Right, but, you know, yeah, yeah. So it's like, hey, you want to you, you, you be, be part of a pantheon? Now, granted, Green Bay has the same type. You know, they have the Bart Stars. I, I think that Aaron Rodgers is up there with the Bart Stars. And the Brett Favre's. Oh, yeah. And the Rodgers as far as the Mount Rushmore's of Green Bay quarterbacks. But if you want to be – if like, hey, man, you're on the winter time of your career, um, do you want to be part of a rebuilding mode? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to be part of a continuation of winning mode? Exactly. And that's – yeah, that's and bring Adams with you. He wants yeah. to win now. <laughs> yes. And, and he Yesterday. Needs, and he needs to go to the AFC because, see, in the NFC – in his career in the playoffs, he is 0-4. Against that old guy down south. Against the 49ers. Them too. Yeah. Come on, please be in here. 0-4 against the 49ers. So, you're saying that he just needs to leave the the NFC just to get up out of there. You just, hey, man, it's it's, it's not not working. Uh Uh-huh. 
You're, you're getting up. You're getting a little long in the tooth. Yep. You've ran a foul management where you were at. You pretty yep. much burnt all your bridges. They, oh, yes. You know, the only reason why they got you there is because production was tolerance. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. So uh, hold on. Mom, Dad, are you there? Oh, we got my mom calling in. Hang on. I'm trying to get this thing set up. A little bit of a surprise here. Uh, come on. Feed through. Feed through. All right. I'm going to have to do this. Mom? Okay. Hi. How you doing? Oh, no. No. Put no, put Dad on. We want to talk to Dad. Dad is here. He went and gets up to, ran up to Vons. Oh, he went ran up to Vons? So is everything? So huh? Oh, so he went to Vons. He, he, he was going to Vons and then he was going to go take Cassie to the park. Oh, okay. So, all right. Okay. So, so everything's okay? Yeah, everything's good. Just call me when you get a moment. No problem. Okay. Say hi to everybody, Mom. Okay. I will, love. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right, sorry about that. That was my mom, Judith Morgo, calling in from Henderson, Nevada. Just wanted to check in, say hello. Uh, apologize for that, but you know, always good when the always good when the folks call in. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah. Mom Morgo is a <laughs> frequent caller of the show. Hot <laughs> Morgo is too. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was. Uh, he went to the supermarket and he's taking the uh, Wheaton Terrier to the park so she can run around and do her business. Yeah. Right on. All right, so, so we were talking about Aaron Rodgers potentially going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Them, um, you know, kind of, you know, coaxing uh, Aaron Rodgers to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they and him bringing Devontae Adams with him. Yes, I think yeah, that that'd be good. But I th but like I said, I think um, yeah, I think Rodgers is out the door. He's wanted to be, as we've said, he's wanted to be out the door, but he couldn't figure out how to get out the door. That's his, that's Aaron's thing. He couldn't figure out how to do it. So now that the Roger, now that the Packers are, now that they're basically a salary cap bomb away from happening, and sure the cap is going to be increased by about seventeen, eighteen million dollars. Still a pretty, not. I mean that's a sizable amount, but it's still not enough to absorb what they're what the Packers cap situation. They're going to go to Aaron and say, "Hey, let's restructure your deal," and Aaron's going to say, "No, he, you know, hey, go play." If you think Jordan Love is your man, if you think he's better than me, play him. And they're going to play him and wind up going 5-12. and 12, And then Aaron's going to just chuckle and cackle for a little bit wherever he winds up going, be it Denver or Pittsburgh. And I think Pittsburgh would – I think you're right. The AFC probably would be a good choice for Aaron because he spent his life in the NFC. Mm -hmm. So now he's going to the AFC, and now you're looking at a team like the Browns, the Bengals – now they get, you get to face Aaron Rodgers twice, and his yeah. abilities have not diminished as and precipitously as Ben Roethlisberger's have. Got one for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then this is a bit of a disrespectful one because it's like, dang, if you're the Cleveland Browns, you got a little situation that you need to solve in Baker Mayfield. Well, the Browns have already said we're sticking with him. They're sticking with him? They're sticking yeah. with him. The Browns so have already if, made okay, that okay, decision. Okay, okay, okay. So what if Aaron Rodgers goes off and comes available and is like, hey, I like uh, – I like, I, like, I like that guy named Jarvis to throw to. I could bring Devontae with me. Right, because, you know, teams teams in the league, in any league, any organization, are as two-faced as, <laughs> as two-faced himself. Yes. Right? Absolutely. So, it, so they can one day say, for example, we talk about Zach Taylor, right? If Zach Taylor would have lost that game last night, wow, you know what? You won the division but we don't like your vision. Mm. It's like how they did Brian Flores. Uh-huh. They were two-faced about it because you had to decide whether we really liked your 8-1 and one season's end or your 1-7 and seven start. And they, and they love to hate his 1-7 and seven start, which is why he's fired and why he's getting interviewed. <laughs> and it, it just doesn't make sense. It kind of reminds me of 2014. Um, Magic Johnson was on, um, he's on some NBA show mm -hmm. right before the playoffs. The Lakers were on the cusp of making the playoffs. We were mm -hmm. like the AFC at the time. Kobe just got hurt. We had Mike D'Antoni. Mm -hmm. um, that was the year that we had um, 
Steve Nash as a point guard and Kobe and you know you, you remember that year. Yes. I think that <clears throat> Magic Johnson was trying. He kind of said what the Laker management was thinking that everybody else was thinking, but weren't supposed. To, it was an open secret. Mm-hmm. He told Dwight Howard, "Hey, if you guys, if we don't make the playoffs, I mean we, mean the Lakers don't make the playoffs, don't come back." And in reference to Mike Flores, though he, you know, went on that fantastic winning streak, management was like this, man. We went one and seven. Well, if we don't make the playoffs, I'm sorry, bro, but you're not coming back. Well, again, Flores' issue is it's <laughs> not that. It's he, did, he doesn't want Tua. Mm, yes. He said straight out, I would rather have drafted Mac Jones than you. So when your head coach doesn't have confidence in the team, in the quarterback that the team has already anointed as their savior. So you're thumbing your nose at the quarterback and from and at management if you've been drafting. Yes. Oh, that can run a foul. You yeah. can run a foul with that one. Yes. You're, you're trying to say that you're better, you're, you're more of a better decision maker than Yeah, you're trying to say, I don't, you know, I would rather have somebody else than you. Whether or not he actually said this, I don't know, but that's the story that's coming out. Now, Brian Flores has interviewed with an bunch of other teams in the meantime i think he's interviewed with chicago he's interviewed with houston he might have interviewed with minnesota i'm not 100 sure on that but he's getting the interviews so whether or not he's able to uh build on that and get something out of that i don't know but but that's what brian that's apparently that is what brian flores where he made his mistake mm. you know yeah, take, take, take that what, take that what take that what you will yeah and the and I just want to know if he's right. If Tua, if if Tua is the guy for I the mean, Dolphins to build around. I mean, how many games did he miss this year? He was a big part of the reason why they were one and seven in the beginning. Yeah, he missed he missed about five or six games this year. Yeah. And so going back to Baker Mayfield, I mean, I'm glad we were talking about injuries. And I am to believe, this is my opinion, that Kevin Stefanski and that and that front office said. Well, this was not fair. We could not fairly assess Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Baker Mayfield was playing on a bad shoulder Mm -hmm. and a bad uh, something else. He needed surgery. Now, what I can blame him for is trying to go out there and play on that shoulder and putting more damage to it and putting more damage to your career. Dude, just sit down and – and have surgery yeah, on it. Yeah, get the and, surgery. And get ready for next season. And then you wouldn't have these kind of problems. What? And then, again, some people say you were the reason for Odell Beckham being what he was. Because, truth be told, he only had one touchdown when you was with him this year. And then he gets to L.A. And Matthew Stafford can find him in the end zone five times in five games. And now so, he's on his way to the NFC Championship. And now he's about to play in the NFC Championship. And it's a huge factor for them. A, and I'm talking about a really big factor for them. So, if that's the case, so it, it's almost like, listen, if you're healthy enough, and then you got to give him another year because now you're going to say, oh, wow, well, he just came back from injury. We don't know how healthy he is. Yeah. And it, I think th- so it's I th- really two years. That I, think they're gonna, I think they're going to stick with Mayfield. He's one of those guys he shows you just enough yeah. to think that maybe he's the guy. But, but we then he, seen but the, it because he's But then hurt. he does but then you start thinking of that and then the next game he throws three picks against the Bengals. And then you're like, yeah. He comes and he goes. And he's, he's, he's kinda he's kinda like he's kinda like bobbing on an ocean. You here th- he comes up, you think he's there, then he goes back down. Yes. Then he then you're about ready to trade him, then he comes back up, then he goes back down. I mean that that's that's the kind of player he is. Yep. Somebody used to tell him that, hey, man, you were in a Super Bowl commercial when Tom, when Tom Brady handed you the rings, man, and told you to hold them. <laughs> I mean, and you've got, the, and you've got this uh, multi-million dollar progressive deal. Come and that's on, a, man. You're, you're, sharing Al, you're sharing a commercial with Alice Cooper. Oh, I mean, man. come on. It's, and I said this last <laughs> year. I said this last year. Stop doing the commercials. Get practice. Get, you know, Get your nose in the in your playbook. Start running routes with your wide receivers. Start just start studying, because you just you're just you're just being tantalizing right now. Yeah, and he's going to have the tent. I think. Okay, so Cleveland Masters said they're going to stick with him this year. Mm-hmm. So I guess that translates. We'll give you one more year, man. At least. We'll, we'll give you one more year. Yeah, at least. 
You he's know. got. He's got to show them something next year. Yeah, if he does, Browns have got to get in the playoffs, well, and he's got to play six, seventeen games. I think they're going to give him two because they're going to come up with an excuse that this is Cleveland now. <laughs> Remember, so they're going to give him an excuse to say, "Well, he, this is the year where he's where he's uh, rehabbing, he's rehabilitating. I don't think he's going to be at his strongest. So let's give him the following year. They got to do something, but they got to do something because all the other quarterbacks. It's not a good look if Joe Burrow is on his way to AFC Championship. Even though Justin Herbert did not make the playoffs this year, he had a heck of a year. Mm-hmm. He he he's 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 being mentioned. Mm-hmm. Though Tua missed a significant amount of time this year, he did have a he was he spearheaded a great winning streak. His yeah, team he, underachieved. Yeah, his team underachieved. And look at what Matt Jones did in New England. Well, the, the same thing. Talk about Matt Jones. He won't be rookie of the year this year. Yeah. Who had a actually had a better if Jamar Chase doesn't have right Jamar Chase will get yeah Jamar Chase will get that yeah Jamar Chase getting that. But or Micah Parsons, yeah. because Micah Parsons had a year. Uh, we talking Lawrence Taylor, yeah, kind of like yeah, that's true. Yeah, so, so it's it's a three man race for that rookie of the year. But either or, but if it's but just Mac, a quarterback, Mark Mac Jones, yeah, gets yeah, yeah, it. Mac Jones, without question, Mac he, he Jones, everything about Mac Jones mm-hmm. says ten year starter. That yes. says yes. the future in New England. Yes, said that Bill Belichick's job is safe until he really. It's now it's like to the point. Where, okay, your Bill Belichick getting up there in age. Yep. Are you going to be the next Don Shula? Mm-hmm. He's got the. I mean, he's got the. He's got the soup. The Super Bowls. He's got the. He's Nick Saban. He goes out on his own terms. Now, yeah, he's looking at his own terms now. He's like, yo. I mean, it's to the point now. Now it's like Bill Belichick has a great problem. How? Because at first it's like, okay, if this Matt Jones experiment didn't work, he would have to. They, they would have to Bobby Bowden him. Yeah. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. But now it's to the point where the Mac Jones, because it's not just about Mac Jones with Bill Belichick. He's seen something in Jimmy Garoppolo, who, though we were, we, we have the, the court style on Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. I, I think Tom Brady kicked him out. I think Tom Brady mm-hmm. went, to, went, to, went to Belichick and said, get rid of this guy. He's, I, don't want he, I don't want the fans panting for him as soon as I have a bad game. I want our backup quarterback to be so run of the mill that when if I get hurt, there's no way he's going to Wally pit me. Mm. Okay, well, that, that's un, that's completely understandable. Yes, and, that, and I think that's what happened, and that's why the Patriots brought in a lot of people serviceable back serviceable backups, but mm. no potential starters in the mix. Mm. So therefore, well, either or, that was still a good look, a good eye. Of talent that Bill Belichick had, yeah, yeah, it was. So now you know he's he's looking at you know how how much longer do you believe Belichick coaches? You know you probably give about another three more seasons. See how he hands it off to somebody else. <sighs> I mean, how much? I, I mean that's I don't know. He's approaching seventy. I mean Nick Saban's seventy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah eventually he's going to be looking into doing something else. Man, I, I see Nick Saban coaching another five or ten years. To I see <laughs> I see Nick Saban pulling a Bear Bryant. Coaching yeah. until you're 80, saying, okay, I'm hanging it up, and then drops dead two weeks later. Leave <laughs> <laughs> when I'm dead. Leave when I'm dead. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, but that's how it's been. Sadly, Joe Paterno was that way, but, you know, his name was – Well, Joe's – His name is different. So it's, it's a little bit different, but that. the thing with yeah, – Yeah. Yeah, and Paterno had, a, had another mental issue, as it were. Yeah. So that's – I mean, that's kind of a – it's the same but different. But different, yeah. It's, yeah. it's really – But, but those guys coached until they just can't coach anymore. Right. And I see Saban doing that. I see Belichick doing that. Mm-hmm. And at the, end of the, at the end of the day, it's – that's how – that's – that's they've, they have the earned their right yeah. to go out on their own terms. Yep. Yeah. Saban has definitely gotten that, and I think Belichick's got that. I agree with that. Let's go to basketball. Popovich. I would say yes, but the Spurs have got to start coming back. The Spur. I would say yes. It's a qualified yes. Because the Spurs right now, what are they, 10th, 9th? Uh, ninth, I think, the last time I checked. They, I mean, the NBA is a little different than, than, than NFL in terms of the relationship between the coach and and no, the, the Spurs team. are actually out, so they are in thirteenth place. Ooh, boy, yeah, yeah. The so basically, it, it another changes year. week to week, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and besides, the Western Conference is so good anyway. The top yeah. four teams are from the West, so you look at you look at him. I think uh, he's got a reservoir of goodwill built up, 
But if he doesn't, but he's tapping into it. And eventually that's going to be empty, like end of next year. Mm -hmm. And if he doesn't have anything going, he's going to be in the position of Don Nelson, where they're going to gently, strongly say, hey, you should retire. Mm. Yeah. I mean, Popovich is all but an institution in San Antonio. And, th- and, another and remember, he – I don't know if y'all saw this, but he's given the reins up of coaching Team USA. Oh, and so I think already. I think it's to Kerr. I think Kerr got it. I, I have to look that up. But okay. yeah, Popovich is stepping down as Team USA head coach. Because that's a drain on you too. Correct. I, mean, I remember when Krzyzewski had it. Because you got to – because especially in this regards where you're – I mean, it's the dream team was one thing where we could throw our 12 best players and pretty much dictate the score. Mm-hmm. We can't do that anymore. The gap between the rest of the world and the United States in basketball has gotten clo- has definitely narrowed. Right. To be almost uh, to be almost invisible. You think LeBron plays in Team USA coming up? No. He's done with that. No, he's, he's done. done. He's too old. He's too injury prone. Yeah. He's focusing more on his legacy, and that's the rings, not the USA rings. Yeah. I, I, I th- so, yeah. I, I, and, and because of that, coaching is more involved because of the gap, uh, because the talent gap has dissolved. Right. You got to coach more. And more importantly, you got to figure out how your team meshes with itself. Right. And when you get 12 guys all used to being the guy, now being a guy, you gotta massage egos a little more, yep. and doing a lot more coaching. And I think Popovich is like, you know what? I just don't have. To, I just don't. I just don't want to deal with that. Mm. And he got a gold medal in the Olympics. Yeah, so he's right? he got so, the gold medal. Yeah. So it's not like you have, you have anything to prove. Right. And Popovich has absolutely nothing to prove. So for his own sanity, he's turning that down and letting Coach Care do uh, deal with the headaches. As Kansas City just scored, was that thirteen seven now? Well, I yep. thought I thought yep. Patrick Mahomes was on the. They about to sack him. He Mahomes just makes plays, man. He, yeah. he sometimes he has to be Houdini. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and he knows it. And he knows it. And yeah. he knows it. That's the thing about Mahomes. It, that's the thing about that I love about Andy Reid too. Andy Reid will tell him, "Listen, be yourself when you need to be. Mm-hmm. You know, but you don't have to be this magician, this this guy." Every single time, you don't have to pull out your magic wand every single time. You don't have to show a magic. You don't have to bring your magic trick to a funeral. Okay, <laughs> it just does, it, that right. doesn't work. You know. Yeah, yeah, and we said that a lot about Mahomes. How he feels like he has to win the game by himself. Yes, but he does have a significant offensive spark that he can go to. He can go to Travis Kelsey. So he's got those guys now. Jarrett McKinnon. Has suddenly become his running back du jour. Yeah, running back. How about that? Huh? Yeah. He's out and of I mean, Georgia Southern. Up, yeah, out of Georgia Southern. And he showed up last week. Mm-hmm. He and, was their third string. And, and made a splash, and nobody didn't see any of that coming. No. You know? So that, that was big time for him. Yeah. So, so, you know, Mahomes is the magician, but, you know, he's got to rely on other people to kind of help him out. Mm-hmm. And now that he's got a defense, he's got 14-7 over Buffalo, this, this game is going to go back and forth. I'm not counting out Josh Allen by any stretch of the imagination. So I, I want to kind of switch gears a little bit. I need to ask my man Leon this question. And we will end with this. You're Lakers. Okay. You already know. All right. I think you already know what I'm going to ask you. We're on the East Coast swing right now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, how long will it take? Or how long will Frank Vogel be the head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers? He's okay. We're not um, – I, I, <clears throat> I think I represent the fan base when I say this. Mm-hmm. If all this nonsense is going on, if AD was in right now, panic mode. He'll be out of here. If who? The only thing that's saving Frank now, who Vogel did you say? If all AD. this nonsense oh. that we're witnessing right now, uh-huh. this 500 basketball, we yeah. win one game, lose the other. And yeah. win, Russell win two, Westbrook being kicked to the bench. Come on now. Yeah. If this is going on while AD was here, panic mode. We don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Frank Vogel is definitely politics the man that somebody takes the blame for that. And yeah. it had to be Frank V. At the end of the season, it'll be, it'll be Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. But um, right now, AD is. I, they say that he's been upgraded to questionable he for has. the Heat game. So he just they made have a play game tonight in Miami, and they're down by 17. 
last time I checked. Right, and is he even in the game? Or is uh, he? Let's see. Let's look at the box score. Well, it's 78-59 Miami. Right. And no, he's not. He's not he's playing. He's not playing tonight. That's the only thing that's saving Frank Vogel's job. You got LeBron James playing the five. Right. That's, right. that's the only thing that's saving Frank Vogel's job right now. And, you know, if AD, like I said, if AD was playing and we were still playing such horrible basketball, Mm-hmm. Then you know something would have to give, and the first thing to give would be Frank Vogel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, um, that's my take on that. When AD comes back, and there's no turnaround, I don't think Frank Vogel makes it through the season. If he does, because by, the, by, by right now we're we're approaching February right now, I don't think you make a coaching change this late in the season. At this point, it's not going to really benefit you much. Yeah, worked right. for the Hawks last season. Yeah, yeah. but yes, yeah, true. But I don't see – I don't think the Lakers' problem is coaching. I think the Lakers' problem is the fact that we're just too long at the two feet can't guard anybody. Damn. You yeah, have defensively. Yeah, we can't are, I think y'all are dead last in defensive. Can't defensive guard nothing. Can't guard. And the Hawks finally just finally decided to start playing defense. Yeah, yeah finally. <laughs> finally. They're three – they're – Won three straight, trying to make yeah. it four in a row against Charlotte tonight before coming back home to Atlanta for another for another extended run. I think five straight at home. These yep. last three over the MIs, yep. Milwaukee, Minnesota, and Miami. Miami. Yep. They, have to beat, they beat all the, me, the MIs. Remember the, the, the age-old quote, misery loves company. Yep. There's a team that's actually supposed to be doing good just like we are, but they're doing even worse than we are. Talking about the other team across the street. The Clippers. The oh, Clippers. They're doing terrible, too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, no you know, Kawhi hey. Leonard all season. Yeah. You know, and, and Paul George has been in and out of the lineup. So, it's it's been – it's just been one of those weird seasons. And 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 guess what? Phoenix is still in the – still the best team rolling right now. Yeah, they're going to go to Brooklyn state. is the number one seed right now. Mm-hmm. And this is with Kyrie Irving being And what about the Bulls warrior. being number two seed? How about that, man? It, Amazing. But – when they made those moves and, and they got uh, DeRozan and they got Lonzo Ball and they got that young core and they got that young, talented team out there, say Chicago might be a problem. And, and now they are. Yeah. They are a serious problem out there in the Eastern Conference. Am I saying that they're going to win the East? I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure about that. I mean, they haven't been to the finals since Jordan. It's possible they could, though. So, I mean, it's possible, though. It's possible. Can they beat Brooklyn in a seven-game series? Possibly they Even could. They, they, they could. Cause, cause but if Harden and, and Durant are playing and, and they're playing as good as postseason basketball as they could play, I'm, I'm not relying on Kyrie Irving because of just Kyrie being Kyrie. <laughs> so I'm not relying on him to be there. But, man, it, if, it's, it's, it's a weird year in the NBA, too. Yeah. You know? And, I mean, the Lakers can catch fire. I mean, they're only Listen, the seventh seed. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. are, and and the the thing is, is that defensive efficiency. Listen, it's some old heads running out there, man. <laughs> I mean, let's just face it; it's some old heads out there. Yep. Okay. Now, it's one old head who just who just continues to turn back the clock, and that's LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And look, Russell Westbrook, slow down, brother. Playing too, Stop too fast. playing too fast, and you're turning the ball over, and you're hurting the team. He don't need to go nowhere. No. No, you don't get rid of a guy like that. Nope. But he is part of the problem. And it is. And and he has to fix it. Would you call LeBron James to the top five player in the league right now in year 19? Yes. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 37. He turned 37 December the 30th. He's, he's in his third decade. He's just he started his third decade in the league. And he's nearly. He's 38. Le- no, he's 37. He's 37. No, he's 37. And he's nearly leading the league in scoring. Yeah. Wow. But it's almost like because he has to. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody but else around him the, doing anything. It's the point that he's actually able to do it. To do it, yeah. <laughs> On a consistent right. basis. Right. And, and now you have to start questioning, man, how long does this guy have? Yeah. You know. When will he start slowing down? I mean, you know, uh, of course, he could stay around long enough to break Kareem's uh, scoring Which record, would be next year. Which would be next year, right? Or, I mean, if he averages 50 a game uh, in, in the season, he possibly could do it this year. Mm-hmm. But you have to start looking at his minutes, his mileage. 
the, the the things that he's putting on his body. This is what his twentieth NBA season. Yes. Or, or 19th, 20th, 19th, you're 19. 19th. Okay. Man, and to be that much level of consistency for that long, man, is it's incredible to me. It's just to show you, man, he keeps his body in tip-top shape and in, in great condition. All right, we're going to have to leave it there as the hour has uh, expired on the last three guys to do a podcast. I'm John Morgan with Leon Brown, Daniel Bolton. You can check out Daniel and I this Tuesday night from yep, Pace yep. Academy. The Knights play the Washington Bulldogs on the NFHS Network. Girls start at 530, we hope. Guys start at 7. Hope you caught us there last Tuesday as the Knights just uh, – took McNair out for a good old-fashioned uh, smackdown. Scores of 78-9 on the girls' side, 110-22 on the boys' side. I don't know. Hopefully it will be a little bit closer this time around as we get close to the postseason for Georgia boys basketball. Again, that's Tuesday night on the NFHS Network. We'll have links up for you. And you can actually catch the rebroadcast of this episode of the podcast when it drops on iTunes and Spotify and all your favorite podcast platforms on Tuesday or Wednesday. So hopefully around to there. Thanks so much for joining us as we're going to be taking out this Buffalo Kansas City game. Buffalo has scored again. So it's still anybody's ball game. We'll check out all the conference winners next weekend on the last three guys do a podcast. Thank you so much. Have a good night.